Welcome back to the Wolf of Queen Street Podcast. Today on the show, Harry Sanders, also known as Falls Marathon on Instagram. We'll talk about that later, right? Because <laughs> yes, this is a bit of a, a confusion. But pretty much someone in the last couple of years that you run for charity. Fundamentally is what you do. Um, as we're recording this, we're about a week after you wanted to do a 100K kilometer run at PR uh, for the Back to School Project, yourself and Albie Robeck. Uh, apologize if I, Albie, no, if I a, for, yeah, if yeah. got it right. Um, I know you had a bit of a challenge there. I think you hit 65.91K through that night. Again, we'll come back to that one. Sure. But fundamentally, someone that runs because you love it, does the exercise. You've also done seven for seven, seven marathons, seven days. Raising funds again. Um, someone that's uh, been through sport but looks looks the way I look and looks my size. I'll go. Why the fuck? You know, <laughs> why, why would you? But take my hats off to um, you know going out there doing the exercise, doing the hard work, and fundamentally giving back to the community. And um, Harry, welcome to the show. Yeah, cheers for having me on. And um, I think you did me too much justice there, but um, yeah, no, thanks for having me on, and it's a pleasure. But um, look forward to talking about some of those things soon, probably. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, talk me through. Firstly, let's go to the whole – I know you've spoken about this a few times before because some people might be confused about it. Talk me through this whole Falls Marathon thing, naming different from Harry Sanders, right? So you're Harry Sanders, but if I find, if I go and search for you, I, you come up as Falls Marathon, right? Yes, sweet. Um, so a few years ago I did like my first charity event kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it was a whole year long, um, and I named the Instagram off that, and it was like Harry's 2,300 kilometers <laughs> for charity. That was like the Instagram handle, and whenever people would ask me, what's your Instagram? It would be like, hold on a second, I'll just get my phone out because I don't even know. Um, so I changed it to something that was more like it was just two words, right? Um, and Philip's my middle name, mm-hmm. and it was my cousin's middle name who was like my best mate, mm-hmm. and he passed away. And then it's our granddad's name is Philip. Um, yeah. So I used Phil's, and then marathon is just something like not even to do with running. Yeah. I just thought it as a word that's like it's something hard and it's long and there's barriers in the way, such mm-hmm. as life, right? Um, so just pair them together, and yeah, that's that. Pulled it up from that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's always a story. That's awesome, man. So talk me through how do how did you sort of stumble or get into the the running side and not just uh, necessarily the running and into the next steps of wanting to do it for the community or making a difference. Um. So running, I don't really like running now. <laughs> like I don't think anyone <laughs> likes running. It's like the mental. Sorry, you, you, get from you it. did do sixty six k's last week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, and I'm gonna go do a hundred at the end of the year, but um. And not just on the road, in the dark, in PR, <laughs> on winter. The, yeah, in winter, in on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. Yeah, but no, I don't like running, right? Um, yeah, no. Um, so anyway, my running journey started uh, 2014. I did a half marathon and hated it, said mm. I was never going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did it with my cousin, who I've talked about already. He yeah. passed away. Um, and we were just taking the piss. We were on Snapchat, like, joking the whole time. and Maybe even on Tinder, I don't know. But, uh, we were just, like, being idiots. And I was, like, 17 or something, 16 maybe. But um, so that was my first thing. Vowed I'd never do one again. <laughs> and then um, he passed away in 2015, and I wanted to do stuff for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so fast track to COVID happened, and everyone was a runner all of a sudden yeah. on the streets. Um, you you guys were probably out there too, but... Um, no. <laughs> not that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I thought of an idea, and my boxing coach at the time, Albie Robick, who you yeah, mentioned, yeah. Um, he's done like 60 hours straight on a boxing bag. And he, he's he done, did, yeah, he did that a couple of years ago, right? I yeah, remember. at Boxing Alley. Um, yeah, Boxing Alley in town. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, Parnell. Um, he's also done... He's done heaps of dumb things. Yeah. <laughs> Good things, but dumb things. Um, so he was my inspiration, and he's like my mentor for this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and we came up with an idea. I was turning 23, and I thought I'd run 100 kilometers for um, every year I'd been alive or whatever. So it was 2,300 kilometers um, over the space of a year, 
which was 44.23 kilometers a week or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was my first big running thing. And I did that for Mental Health Foundation, uh, epilepsy, which my cousin passed from, Mm -hmm. and Alzheimer's, which my nana passed from close to the time of my cousin. So all the running was inspired through like two family deaths, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I used them as like fuel, I guess, eventually. I went through some dark times, but... um, yeah, use them as fuel to then go forward and start. That was my running journey starting, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so you use them as a fuel, but you just said at the moment you had a bit of dark times as well. Was that sort of your safe space to go out or to clear your mind when you were out running and doing these crazy distances? Um, it was more of just like a using using like some sort of way to, yeah, outlet it, like you just said. Um, mm. That was like your safe space, I guess. But I did other sports um, before that as my – release i guess from all those times but um yeah the running was just something i that worked for me i guess um mm-hmm. yeah it's worked for me along the way but um yeah uh, that, that, no that's amazing and then uh, so you you did that it's obviously gone through a couple ones you did the seven for seven or which however uh, you you call it what was the thought pattern behind that um so i, I was coming off the end of the 2300 k's yeah. which um was for the year long and I was like, I want to keep the momentum and um, do something else. And then that next lockdown hit in yep. 21, it was like August or something. And I was like, that was when I was changing the Instagram name. And I was like, marathon's in the name. Maybe I should do a marathon. And I was like, nah, that's too easy. Yeah. <laughs> so why not do seven? <laughs> and two months later, I was doing seven and seven. So, yeah, that was the thought behind it. It was literally, yeah, pretty quick and easy. I'm, but I'm, I'm not shaking my head as in like, <laughs> yeah, you did the right thing. I'm shaking your head as in you batshit crazy. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was hard, yeah. 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 So you you must know the Iron Cowboy James Lawrence uh, that you know uh, with mm. his with his challenge. Are you thinking of doing you know doing a month a month of marathons maybe? Um, I am thinking of either doing fifty and fifty or like a New Zealand run, which would it's like essentially fifty and fifty. So fifty yeah. marathons in fifty days. Um, I've been talking about it with a mate who we might do it next year for like mental health for, mm. uh, for I am hope or something like mm-hmm. that. Awesome. Um, but yeah, that'd be a big planning event, like because you got to get in contact with all like the councils, the roads, and mm-hmm. get the approval. And yeah, it would be in the next year if it happened. But yeah, yeah. And would that just would that be like if you did that? Your thought pattern would that be from a a point low down or from here down, or would it just be you'd be doing a marathon in the same location every other every day? Um, so I'd do like a New Zealand run, so I'd go from top to bottom or yep. bottom to top. Um, so it'd be like a marathon each day, and the idea. I haven't like I'm not definitely doing it yet um, so I hope no one thinks I'm going to after this but I'm keen to um, we'd like run through different cities obviously because mm-hmm. you'd be going from top to bottom or bottom to top um, and then go through and talk to schools about like why we're doing yep. it and get the kids motivated be quite a cool um, motivator for children like if I was 10 and a kid uh, some random teacher was running through my school who'd run yeah. for 30 marathons already I'd be like holy crap um, but yeah that'd be quite cool for the kids yeah, a total forest come sort of scene right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. forest come <laughs> have like long hair and a beard yeah man come on <laughs> yeah um, but yeah that'd be cool yeah just keep running everyone join in you know yeah have like the whole city behind you <laughs> yeah. oh look there's, there's there's total ways um, didn't Jimmy uh, Jim Hunt just did he not walk or yeah he walked all of New Zealand just um, recently who was that sorry um, it's Jim, Jimmy Hunt just recently, um, I think a couple of months ago, and um, yeah, and there's a few other people that you know they've done all the craziness, and yeah, I, um, I was talking to someone that I was also looking about. It. I was like, oh, how cool would it be? It's like, why are you running out on the road, guy? Um, I hope you got a mobile camera, mate. 
we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna go next to Harry while he's running and do like a recording like hey how's it going Harry and you're like I'm tired bro <laughs> and you see the camera shaking there and it makes uh, some cool content uh, it'll uh, make some sure. cool content yeah, right yeah. and it'll be that true like that Bear Grylls question that always asks it's, it's not like hey Bear Grylls is struggling it's a cameraman that's struggling right yeah everyone, everyone always goes in and goes geez Bear Grylls is a hard man no he's not <laughs> the dude carrying the camera next to him is harder than him right my mate was trying to convince me um, just thinking fresh off the bat from the weekends event yeah. um, we're on the way out to Piha like an hour drive which is fine but um, mm. he's like you know my job's going to be way harder than yours I've got to like crew everyone organise everyone I'm like yeah kind of like oh, he had me convinced and then I was like no you idiot no it's not um, but yeah no, it makes it a hard job too but yeah oh, that's, that's so that's so cool and everything else I mean the the charity that you did for last week talk me through um, the last week's event I know it was I didn't go as successful as you want but it's still amazing and everything else what you did talk me through the event the charity what they stand for and everything else um, so the event I attempted to do on the weekend which I'm gonna do again I've already <laughs> it's been like five days I'm like no I'm gonna do it here um, anyway it was 100 k's on Pihar Beach mm-hmm. which is Black Sand and I started at eight at night on Saturday and ran through to about nine o'clock and then I just yeah, I don't know what – something didn't work. I just, yeah, shut down, I guess. But um, Why through the night? Um, I wanted to do it – this was me again thinking too much for the people. <laughs> I should have just been selfish. Um, I wanted to finish when people would, like, be there, so yeah. more, um, like, accommodated for people to come along at the end, which would be, like, lunch. Yeah. Um, but it just stuffed my sleep pattern and mm-hmm. I had no energy by the end of it. But um, anyway, so I was trying to run 100Ks on Piha, which was just laps. Um, yeah. For back to school project, and um, they're a West Auckland based charity, mm-hmm. and they help uh, underprivileged kids out west. Awesome. Um, they do that by giving them like backpacks with stationery or uh, maybe uniforms, just things they need um, to get into the school year. Mm-hmm. And with the flooding and stuff that happened at the start of the year, the like families out west is yeah the high in need, I guess, at the moment. Um, especially where you mentioned you're from at the moment, like Waimalco. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. I met with the principal not long ago um and he was just saying the demand is so high there um yeah and there's obviously other schools like the birdwood and swanson mm, area yeah, but um totally. yeah so west auckland got hit pretty hard so it was cool doing it for them and i'm from out west so mm. yeah that's what that charity is and i did the seven and seven for them as well which awesome. was quite cool and we raised about 20 grand then i think um wow. which was cool we only we got about eight i think for this one but um might have helped if i finished but anyway <laughs> end of the year <laughs> but yeah no, that's amazing. Well done, man. I mean, doing. It's funny. I was talking to a friend on the weekend. He was, he was talking about doing a crazy. Um, didn't help that it was after a couple of beers, and he was talk, convincing <laughs> my wife they want to go cycle in New Zealand. Both yeah. of them, both of them haven't been on a bicycle in twenty years, and they <laughs> want to. So yeah, so they both agreed under uh, under let's just say under a few drinks. But it was. I said to him, it's one of those weird things. Like we all want to do it, um, you know, go and help and out. But it's sort of like it. It's weird. It's like that ten grand mark is like the hard mark to get through, right? From a you've done a few events to to raise funds. It's always like we always want to hit ten grand, and it's literally it's sometimes like I've done over the last couple of years done a, a few events. I did one with um, Hendo last year. Oh yeah, yeah, from, yeah, um, yeah. from Hendo's Hot Topics, yeah. we did a five hundred thirty eight uh, minute game of football and a five hundred thirty eight minute uh, podcast. Oh, yeah, I saw that out in Norwest. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we yeah we, we ran that one and stuff, and it was again it's like just trying to get out there, and for some reasons like. Yeah, we raised a decent amount, but we couldn't just couldn't break through that like a ten grand, yeah. you know, event. It's sort of like I've seen a lot of ones. It's always just sits right there. I don't know why. It's it's quite weird. Yeah, I guess at the moment with the way everything yeah. is, two people are struggling a little bit. Yep. So giving money to charity sort of thing is like the last of their worries. I guess mm-hmm. they got to worry about themselves as well. 
Um, but the way I look at like the charity things, I think it's eighty dollars to accommodate one kid yep. uh, with the essentials they need. So if I raised eighty dollars, I'll still help one kid. Yeah, like, it's amazing, and yeah. put a smile on their face. So same as you guys with your um, football, like you've still helped someone. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard when you're doing it yourself. You want like, no, I want the most. But yeah, I don't know. It's something to think about at the end mm. of the day. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 cool to see, and and, and you know, it's amazing, and it's you, there's definitely a community behind you. I um, mean, obviously, in the right thing. I know all of last week you had we had the opportunity if we wanted to meet up on Friday before you did it, and I said, no, dude, you focus on your run for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Um, that there was there was so much noise, positive noise, and news, everything around yourself and Albie and about the event, and it was amazing to see that. Mm. And, you know, some positivity out there, what you're trying to do, and and everything else, and I can see on socials, you know, all the um, everyone outreach and going dude it's epic and you know from from a community thanks right because fundamentally you're going out there to raise funds to help our future generation have the opportunities mm-hmm. um what they need or fundamentally give them the basics to you know strive and go forward as well yeah thank you for that um yeah it's it is rough eh? putting your body on the line like over and over and over it's like is this really worth it but yeah. i mean it's good yeah it's good you're helping people so that's the main thing but so I've had a friend of mine on my show quite a few times, a guy called Gareth Edwards. Okay. Um, he's got different, different, multiple different names depending on which business he's running under. But when I met him originally, um, just a good few years ago, he did a 24-hour tie flip for the John Cohen Foundation. Okay. They went and flipped one of those big, uh, you know, tractor ties, him uh, and a gentleman, I can't remember the name, out at AUT Millennium. They went and flipped a tie nonstop for 24 hours. Yeah. And um, and one thing, one of the interesting things was from that is I actually didn't interview him. I did an interview for him before the event, and then I did an interview with him about a month later afterwards. Yeah. Um, after he recovered and everything else, and we did a sort of a real uh, deep dive. And one of the interesting things he said from doing this big event. Now you've obviously done quite a few. Your seven, your seven by seven might be the most intense one because it was seven days straight after each other compared to your sort of your annual one that mm. was all over it. Yeah, I agree. And he said one of the craziest things was. Building up to it, um, you know, getting up the idea, everyone's there and everyone was there. But as soon as you get closer to the event and the actual the event happening, so sort of within the one week of one side of the, the event and one week of the other side of the event, he said one of the weirdest things was he realized we actually was there for him and we was there to support him and we actually cared about him and what he was trying to do because he said one of the hardest things for him was he did this whole event and he realized that a lot of people he thought they would support him just didn't show up or weren't there or they weren't that they didn't show up. They just weren't by his side, like good quality, you know, friends. And it actually hurt him. You said it was like, dude, I was people that I lost respect for because I was doing something that was outside the mold and trying to make a difference. They were like, nah, I'm not interested. So I'd love to know with your thought of doing some of these big things, has it been moments of going, hey, I actually thought, you know, someone might have helped or might have been there or been part of my tribe a bit more than they were. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that comes with everything. Like, um, prime example for the seven and seven one. Like, people would be like, "Oh, I'm too busy," but it's like I'm out here for eight hours for seven days in a row. Don't yeah. tell me you're too busy. Like, yeah. you got the weekend and yeah. it's around Christmas, so you're not working. Like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the sorts of things like that. You did lose respect for people. Um, mm. But I mean, I don't dwell on it. It's just like, okay, I won't help you out when you want help or <laughs> something. Like, I'm not really one to just be like, "Oh, I hate you." Um, but yeah, yeah. It's not more more about hater. He was just said it was one of those eye opening ones, you know. So he he went through the roller coaster of emotions going through an event, right? Yeah. Like you will know what you'll go from yeah, starting the event to that very dark, but like why am I doing this? Judging yourself, questioning yourself, and it's to that sort of points where you like, 
okay, you can then see the world almost in a different way, right? Yeah. And that's when he said it, there, was no, there was no hate. It was just like there was a realisation of a different opinion. Just who's really there, right? Who's it was really, really there. there. Yeah. yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, And that's evident with these things. Like you also get surprised by people who rock up and you're like, I don't even really know. Like the yeah. prime example for the um 100K one on the weekend, there was a dude that messaged me on Instagram, came out to – we had like a group meet the week before, came yeah. out to that, never met him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he sorted the Piha Surf Club for us to use, like sorted all that, never met him. Yep. And he did like more than anyone. And it's like that dude will be there supporting Rooney mm-hmm. Mon, whatever he wants now. Um, yep. So, yeah, he's he's a legend. But, um, yeah, you, you meet different people along the way and some people hop off your uh, – bus along the way too mm-hmm. i guess and that's just like life but yeah yeah we had a we had an interesting one last year with the 538 um mental health one yep. that we did uh with with hendo um so myself and hendo is running the podcast inside we had a live streaming going out all day and then we had a game of football going for 538 minutes and people from the community could jump in and out and a guy and his son started rocked up at no my memory's gonna play up we started so it was nine hours i think we started like seven hours so he rocked up as it started yep. so cool we thought it was just a local dad with his son coming down when we blew the hooter for the end of that that uh, nine hours nine hours later um he was still there and his son was going around and stuff he was still running he literally took as minimal time off the field as he could yeah no one knew who he was he wasn't part of the club he was just a guy that came down there and like we all looked and went like, holy shit, there was a dude that had been running on this field for nine hours straight for today. And just, we're like, why? And he's like, I just felt, you know, for what we're trying to do, I just felt I should be doing my part. Yeah. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, you know, you get those moments, like you said, someone just comes up out of nowhere and you're just like, I feel bad for how little I do. Yeah, yeah, it makes you feel like crap, eh? <laughs> Like organising is harder than doing the actual money, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And have you kept in contact with that dude? Or? Um, so I think the club's been in contact with him, but for him, he wasn't. It wasn't that he, he wanted to be. Yeah, it was just he came down. That was his. That's what resonated with him for that that moment. And um, you know, we did some film and some photos uh, afterwards, and uh, you know, and ambassador stuff. But it was, it was one of those weird feelings, like. We did all of this, and then just someone feels that moment, mm. and it and it's it's sort of cool in a way. Like we try to build awareness um, to suicide and across New Zealand and stuff, and all build this whole motion. And one person, like you said, if you impacted one person, so for him, he came down. You know, he will remember the day that he was on a football field for nine hours, and right? Yeah, he'll never forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you've you haven't forgotten him. No, so like he left the probably big impact than like the yeah. event almost on you because you're like this madman's like Forrest Gump out there <laughs> yeah, running around yeah. for nine hours. Probably clocked up more K's than me on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so pretty much, um, yeah, and it's um, you know, so it's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what's what's next for you? You know, you obviously you've got the hundred in summer or spring, um, and everything else, but what's the sort of the vision on on your path overall? Is it just continuously running for charity? Is there something bigger? <laughs> um, I don't know. Everything like I guess comes from where I started. Like I, I just want to grow, I guess, as a person mm-hmm. and I think I'm doing that. Like if I look back to twenty fifteen when all those losses happened and everything else to now, it's like, it's a big change. Um, but I do want to do like the more running things. So the hundred would be great. And then the New Zealand run would be like the big thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and it would be to raise money, but I think I want to put less pressure on like the give a little, like donate, donate, donate. Mm-hmm. Cause people get sick of it, like not yeah. sick of it, but you feel bad for like the people who don't actually have it, but they're still going to donate to you. Yeah. Like my uncles and aunties, <laughs> like they're not all just ballers. Like yeah. they can't just throw out donations all the time. So you're maybe just doing it in like collaboration of, or mm-hmm. in support of yeah. whatever charity. Um, but yeah, the hundred K is um, definitely doing that at the end of the year. I talked to my coach yesterday um, 
and then I'll do a couple of events leading up. I'm doing a half Ironman as well at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 160 Topo Cycle Challenge is like a warm-up yep. for the Ironman. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can come yeah, along. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, um, I mean, we went Adam Summerville. We did his first Ironman a few yeah, months yeah. ago, and he was really in- inspiring. And I'm just sitting there going, dude, the most inspiring thing I've seen in a long time. And it's like, I'm still not doing it. I'm still. <laughs> like you, you're yeah, the man, I, you but I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I ain't getting on a bicycle. <laughs> it ain't happening. We could get you some nice little pink lycra tights. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I've, I've worn the worst thing shit in the world, and the lycra doesn't scare me. The bicycle does. <laughs> it's that little CJ right <laughs> yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Um, but, yeah, so I'll do those, and then, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to overload, like, get to this one and then finish it yeah. and then move on. Otherwise, you just become overloaded, and, yeah. Is it is it more... You know, is it more to do more extreme, more of the running, or is it still based on to make a difference to the community? Where does it sit, or is it a bit of both? Well, I guess, like, um, I talked about this a while ago um, with someone, but, like, yeah, I do it for charity, and I do it for all the charities I want, but at the end mm. of the day, then, like, the charity's not going to drag my bones through 100Ks. Mm. Yeah. Um, and with the marathons, the same. Like, I'm going to want to have to be there doing it. Yeah. So I, I do want to do it, like... There's like a burning desire to do that. Um, and I've got quite an addictive personality where like I'm glad I'm doing it for the right things mm-hmm. now because I used to just get on the piss and do all those dumb things. But um, so, yeah, like staying in tune with that, I guess, um, to get me through. But, yeah. You should go try and do the Riviera Rampage. I, uh, I've got mates that um, are the MCs. Oh, yeah, this dude, I know Eugene, he's got Dirt Church Radio, yeah. um, trail running dudes, but they do all the radio and promotion for that. It's nuts. Yeah, because that's what, 7K loop, right? Is yeah. This, yeah, and an hour. Right? Uh, yeah, and then you keep running. and then. Uh, Have you seen the dude who, the Australian, Sam Harvey, yeah, no, it's a Kiwi he, guy, yeah, um, he, he just did 600 and... 40Ks or something, it was like 101 loops in Aussie, then flew, I think it was back here, and then did, so within, so well, this is one weekend, the following weekend, that makes me feel like a pussy, the following weekend, he did 380 and won that, so he did, like, it was just under 1,000Ks in two weeks. No. Nah. No. 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 <laughs> no. no. I'll cheer. Yeah. I'll I don't know how still alive. I'll, I'll come with my pom-poms. Yeah. I'll get cheer. in anything. Clown outfit if you want. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, no, yeah. So I, I saw him. That It was all over at the moment, like just the crazy distance. I mean, there's obviously um, – he had all the other guys out there. Um, Ned Brockman uh, was huge yeah, last year. Um, and then, um, you know, all the guys, that they're training and running. But I, I was trying to find out from yourself, you know, is it – fundamentally just driven by giving back to the community or or driven by wanting to still, you know, keep yourself healthy and um, and, uh, and make a difference, you know, because you get like that David Goggins vibe, right, of he's doing it because he loves it, but indirectly he's actually still helping everyone else, right? Yeah. He does call everyone a pussy though, but, you know. Yeah, he's like, he's a certain person's like, mm. I'm all right if someone calls me a pussy and I like, harden up, but he d- he's not for everyone. Like, if you're yeah. starting anything, I would not go listen to Goggins <laughs> unless you like getting like shouted at. I feel like you'd be all right listening to him as well, <laughs> yeah. but like some people just wouldn't, especially, yeah, at the oh. moment. If you ever want to, if, if you can handle it, if you ever want to listen to something hilarious, you should find the video clip of where Dave, where Joe Rogan reads out the birthday message 
that Goggin sent to Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, it is the most hilarious thing ever because Rogan talks, speaks about it like in the Goggin's voice. Yeah. And it's something like, oh, you were born, you know, 50 years to you today and the world was never different and you are fucking destroying. <laughs> and I can't imagine you were a lazy guy on the couch and you out and kicking ass. And it's just like this hot, this most intense, imagine like a military man in your face shouting and it's yeah. like a happy birthday wish yeah, from like Goggin to Joe Rogan. Everything else is like flowers and rainbows <laughs> yeah. and then there's him just beating you down. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So he's a you know a bit of intense, but it's the interesting thing. That's why I was asking about like with your running is how does how does it link into you and what you know what's important to you? Yeah. Um, do you want me to answer that? Yeah. Go <laughs> yeah, for it. Sweet. Um, so I think it, like like I mentioned before. So I'll go through like what actually made me. So I had um an ACL and meniscus tear mm. in 2015. This is my last year of high school. Mm. Did we? Did yeah. you go to high school in New Zealand? Or? No, it's Africa. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Did you think you were like the man in your last year going to solve the world or was uh, that just me? <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I was an all boys top. I was top end uh, playing rugby and uh, playing rep level. So yeah, I was like cool Springbok ambitions and all the rest of it. So, so rugby would have been a big part of your life every weekend. And, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So that was me with football as well. Like I was in first 11, yada, yada, yada. I thought I was the man. Like <laughs> you have that ego when you're 18 or 17 though. Um, and then I tore my ACL meniscus. So that removed like the most positive thing probably in my life. Mm. Um, and then for six months, I was injured, obviously. And then my cousin, who I've mentioned, he's my best mate. Uh, he was my best mate. He passed away at mm. 21 from a seizure. And then um, a month before that, my nana passed away, um, who lived with us. So that was like a big mm. loss. So three things in a year just set me completely off. Um, and that's where I guess like all that drive that I'm talking yeah. about has come from. So yeah, anything like when times get hard, I think like I'm lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. Like even even on Pihar Beach mm. at three a.m. with thunder in my friggin' face. <laughs> I don't know if I thought about it then, but I was like, I'm still lucky to be here, right? My heart's still beating, and I'm like lucky to be. It was actually quite like a therapeutic moment. I had like two of my best mates running with mm. me, and we're like, this is like actually stunning. Like you're on a west coast beach with your best mates. It's pretty cool. Except it's Piss 3 a.m. pissing down with rain and lightning. But um, how cold was it? Um, it was cold. Like <laughs> uh, one at Albie who was doing it with yeah. me had to stop. Um, just the cold got to him. Yeah. He got the chills in his lungs. You yeah, um, couldn't get it out. I like wore um, balaclava, uh, merino top pants, and then like pants over the top and jacket over and a hoodie as well. So like you had to have everything on, yeah. or it just got you. Um, it was cold. <laughs> um, but anyway, so like just thinking when things get tough like you got to be dark with yourself and mm. you got to be vulnerable and honest like um i'm lucky to be here i'm lucky to be alive they're, they're not here and they'd kill to be here right now so that's i think where that drive and the passion mm. for the running comes from and like when it's getting hard um and you want to quit although yeah i don't know what happened on the weekend just mentally i just shut down but anyway it happens yeah. it's okay you did amazing man so don't don't beat yourself up i know i, I know it's, it's likely um it's working at you more than it should be yeah um you know so you, you spoke about just early in the show about you know you obviously went through some dark times and everything else you know you you're still working through um you know i i, I ask this question more openly because i want the community that we live in to be able to mm-hmm. ask it is you, you still having any mental health issues or anything as you're working through you're all good and everything else um yeah, all good is like everyone is, right? Everyone's <laughs> got some mental issues here and there. Like we're all not perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm on a lot better track than I used to mm-hmm. be. Um, uh, yeah, like I went to therapy and um, counselling and whatnot, but it wasn't really for me. And then tried antidepressants, that wasn't really mm-hmm. for me. And then I just turned to booze and obviously mm-hmm. that's not good for anyone. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think if I just stay in routine, it helps me a lot. Um, yeah. That's like my main thing when I know I'm winning like in my head. Um 
yeah, it's when you've got a routine going and things like that. But yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, um, Harry. Yourself? Um, I'm, I have my ups and downs. Yeah. Um, I've got my side effects with my with my brain tumor and surgery that I had a few years ago. So um, a lot of people publicly won't see my downs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I it's, to say it's like bipolar is not accurate, but I'll have days I'll be up and then there'll be days I can't get out of bed for, but people won't see like I can't get out of bed for two or three days. Yeah. Um, there'll be moments when I'm really hot-headed yeah. um, and I'm out of control. So not out of control, but just like no one can be around me, not even my family or my kids or anything. And luckily it's taken time and my wife knows that now, so she'll just be like, cool, I'll see you later, yeah, taking yeah. the kids out. Yeah, um, yeah. and so, yeah, so there's those sort of stuff and it's taken a good few years since my surgery to actually learn and understand. And I still fight, I still fight against it. Every other day or so, and that's my challenge, and that's my um, my burden to to carry. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't have it any other way because the the burden I carry from the surgery was what was needed to humble my arrogant ass. Yeah. <laughs> from before that, to when I thought I could take on the world by myself and make all the money and be successful, but be alone. You know, you know what to say. You want chase the top of the mountain, and you stand there by yourself. Yeah. And then by going through all of this, realizing I don't care about the top anymore. I just want to be around people and try and help them and trying to help a community and wherever our land is where our land. Yeah. You know, so um so yeah, so have my good days and bad days and um you know, but hopefully by being able to talk about it and ask people questions about it, they can, you know, get better as well. Yeah, yeah. And um I like what you like mentioned. You went through like obviously hell pretty much yeah. with your thing, but it's like brought a new approach, right? It's like a good it's like a double sorted uh double sided sword. sword. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've spoken a few times about it before. I have I've I've got onto the I've gone onto the door. My darkest moment I had the two doors, right? A, a door out of here and then a door to keep fighting to stay alive. Yeah. Um and because of my upbringing in South Africa of you gotta fight for everything mm. to get ahead, that's what pulled me through, right? So yeah. but the it's it's so hard and it's so hard to say to people like everyone has that realization when they hit bottom right when you when you've hit bottom and you've made a turn you go oh my goodness i can see the world differently i see the world in a better eye we we don't have to wait to that moment no you know and and it's like i do, i would like i say to people you don't want a doctor to tell you that you might not be alive tomorrow yeah you know this is what i heard you don't you don't need that shit and it to shouldn't realize. take that for you to <laughs> yeah. turn like yeah, you know turn. when you're going <laughs> yeah. down the mountain yeah like. and it's and it, yeah and it's and it's it's, it's people like oh they they almost uh, that um what you call the the survivor? They want to be rescued. They want to want to that moment of I want to hit the bottom so I can be rescued, and then I can be built back up. You know the the phoenix uh, rising from the ashes. And it's like no, you don't. No one's there no, either you know, to save you. Half no, the time. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Right? You don't want to go down there because you, you know fucking horrible it is. Yeah, yeah, you know, and what you go through when you get down to that state, you just got to understand that you can make that change today or tomorrow and everything else, and board it slow, uh, board slowly. Because you haven't hit bottom, it doesn't mean you have to make it as drastic straight away, but mm. you can make those changes. Yeah, definitely. Because you, know, you can see people in the community, they're like, oh, you know, they almost want to hit the wall. Yeah. Because then they then they can be forced to bounce back. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. It's just like, don't go there. And a lot of people hit that and they don't come back. Like, no. it's, it's a, yeah, it's a closed door from there for yeah. a lot of people. Um, it's the, like, strong ones that rise up, but it's not it's not somewhere yeah. you want to be. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so it's a it's an interesting place, and you know we obviously over the last um, a year or so, you know, in New Zealand specifically, we we struggle with the highest uh, one of the highest uh, rates of suicide per capita in the world. We're coming off the back of COVID, 
you know, we we spoke we spoke about before. People don't have a lot of money. There's just so much pressure on the world. We see in our community at the moment. It's just so hard, and it's 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 like, how do we help, right? Because most people, um, most people are actually white knuckling at the moment. They're like that old school pirates, like hold fast, right? Yeah. You know, 2023 into 2024, the cost of living, everything else is just like this this hold fast moment. And it's like, how do we try and help more? Yeah. When when everyone else is just struggling as well. Yeah. And I think it's like also, um, this isn't to sound like a negative lens on it, but sometimes you need to just grab life and just do things. Like people aren't going to save you and people yeah. aren't going to just throw you ropes. And like, yes, things are getting harder, but you got to get hard with it too yeah. at some times. You can't just let it push you down or you'll end up in that pit, which you just talked about. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you have to really stand up for it and what you want. But yeah. No, oh, that's awesome, Harry, and thanks so much, man, and sharing that. Is there anything else as we're coming up to the um, end of today's show? Anything you want to leave our audience with? Any cool little pointers or insights? Um, just like ending on it. Just like if you want to go get something, go get it. Like, mm. uh, don't let anyone drag you down or tell you you can't. Or yeah. it's very uh, everyone says this, but yeah, like you really have to go get what you want because people are always going to kick you down and mm-hmm. say no, and it's not going to happen. And I remember like a staff um, that I work with said the seven and seven is never going to happen and was laughing in my face. And on the first day back, I felt like Wolf of Wall Street when he's like walking in like like King Kong. But um, yeah. yeah, just like don't let people tell you you can't do anything. But yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, if, if you're listening or watching at the moment and taking what Harry says and they go, oh, but look, here, I've got a day job. I can't go to my dream or I've got this and this. One of the biggest things is going through realization and Harry, you understand it is, you can't make that change today and be finished tomorrow. Mm. It's three months or six months or nine months. It takes time to go through those changes. And that's where a lot of people also realize that it is 100% um, fully supportive saying, take it on and go for it, but also be respectful of the time you need to get there and work through um, and get into those targets that you can get your dream opportunity, your dream goal, to make a difference or get yourself out of a hole. Just give yourself that time and work through it slowly. Yeah. Yeah, because quick fixes don't happen overnight. It yeah. is, like you said, like even a year maybe, um, but it'll pay off. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Harry. And and to everyone else, you know, as always, as I said, thanks for coming over to the Wolf of um, Queen Street podcast. Hope there's something that resonated with today from the, from the show, what Harry had to say. And, and as always, I say at the end is I, I don't care about saying share and follow and like all the rest. What I care about is if there's something important you can take away for yourself or if there's a friend out there that needs the message, that needs to be – needs – to hear what we have to say there. Just as I say, play something silly and go, hey, there was this really funny show you should watch. Look at this. And then let them fool them to come and watch it so hopefully it can make a difference and see and try and change their lives because fundamentally we as a community need to stand up, help each other and try and support each other while we struggle through the times we live today and uh, hopefully we can all make a difference. But as always, um, thanks for coming over the Wolf of Queen Street and hope to see you again.